And we're back. This is Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Season 5, week 31, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening this evening. Coming at you straight from Champaign, Illinois, my name is Joel. With me this evening, as per usual, is Sam. Sam, how's it going? Hey, Joel. Doing well. This is Sam. I'm coming at you, as usual, live from Brooklyn, New York. My hot take for this is wake up, sheeple. The combined no-hitter is a sign of poor hitting, not good pitching. A couple weeks ago, the Seattle Mariners were no-hit by the Houston Astros. Uh, They used like three or four pitchers. But what I'm saying is that That has nothing to do with how good the Cleveland pitching staff is, even though, I mean, the Houston pitching staff is, even though it's pretty good. It has to do with how terrible the Mariners are in 2019. Just to give you a little perspective, there have only been 14 combined no-hitters in the history of Major League Baseball, and two of them have come this year, both against the Mariners. So... Don't listen to big sports media who says that they're a good thing for Houston. They should be paying attention to how fucking terrible the Mariners are. Yeah. (laughs) Amen to that. Uh, Coming on the heels of that, my hot take, also about bad baseball. You guys all know how much I hate soccer, but the one thing I think baseball ought to adopt from the soccer leagues is the process of relegation. That when a team is floating with a 300 win percentage in August, like both uh, the Detroit Tigers and the Baltimore Orioles are doing right now, they should be sent down from the major leagues back to AAA, and an elite AAA team should get to play in the major leagues next season. How fun would it be to watch, you know, Charlotte or, or the Portland Sea Dogs going up against the Yankees next year? I think I'm on to something with that one. Right. It'd probably be more entertaining than watching the Orioles play. Exactly. <laughs> the Orioles, I think this was against Houston also. The Orioles gave up a in-the-park home run where oh. <laughs> the right fielder fielded the ball and then threw it and totally biffed on the on the throw. He threw it right into the right field wall. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I do have to say I'm a big fan of the inside the park home run, though. Right, but that was definitely only made possible by maybe the worst play of this season in Major League Baseball. (laughs) I think think you may be on to something. Yeah. We are in the the era of elite super teams and then, like, bust and draft tankers. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes it not so interesting to watch. But maybe... Maybe if there was relegation, then they could teams would try to be try a little harder to be competitive. Yeah. And how great would it be if you're a fan of a single A team that gets hot and suddenly the Portland Pickles are in the <coughs> leagues? Right. With a... like, we got a chance at the majors next year. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> with their payroll of like fifty thousand dollars. So, but then what happens when like? 
the Yankees need to call up their top prospect from AAA, but that team is also <laughs> yeah. in the major leagues. So they, right. like, <laughs> they get to then they just have to they get their pick of uh, Baltimore players. I don't know how that works. Miami players. Yeah, right. <laughs> they already did. All right, I do know how that works because it happens already. Uh, how great would it be though if the the what are they the rail riders the Scranton rail riders yeah. actually yeah. had to play the Yankees in a four game series? Yeah, Lumpy Sanchez would have a really hard time. He'd like keep forgetting who he was playing for. <laughs> right. They'd be like, no, Lumpy, wrong dugout. Lumpy over here. Exactly. I think we're on to something. Um, ladies and gentlemen, hey, thanks for everyone who listened to last week's trio of episodes. Uh, what the hell did we talk about last week? We had some good ones, lots of listens. Oh, uh, we talked about the Houston Astros, our, our pick to be the 2019 champions. Talked about my trip down to St. Louis to watch the Cubs and the Cards get real drunk. Um, we also had a really good A block, but I forget what it was. So, oh, yeah. We talked about uh, Tiger Woods, I mean, Thor Bjorn Olsen. Yeah, yeah. Testing those passengers on the flight. Yes, uh, celebrity golfers af- um, acting poorly. Thanks to everybody who listened Marshfield, Massachusetts, Big Sky, Montana, Bend, Oregon, Providence, Rhode Island, Chicago, Illinois, Rotherham, England? Yeah, one of the hams. One of the hams. Yeah. We gotta collect, hams. It's like Pokemon. Pokemon. You gotta collect all the hams on your podcast. <laughs> yeah, then you get paid. In but hams. only in pounds. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. The pound is bad right now. <laughs> Don't get paid in pounds. All right. Um, this is the A Block. We're going to start talking about this week's headlines and hot takes in baseball and the sports world. So... Sam, are you ready? Yeah. Speaking of the Seattle Mariners, when it rains, it pours in Seattle, and it fucking rains a lot there. Utility man Tim Beckham was suspended 80 games without pay after testing positive for stenanazole, a performance-enhancing drug. Beckham claims that he got a supplement from, quote, a trusted source who said it was okay, but that was tainted. <laughs> He's very, very sorry. So, Sam, do you buy this story? And are the Mariners cursed, like the poem says they are? <clears throat> right. I don't. First of all, no, I don't buy a story. I don't think that, like, any... I feel like everyone kind of has that same... Um, What's the word? Same excuse. It's like, oh, I got it from my trainer and I didn't really know what it was. Like I take a bunch of supplements, blah, blah, blah. And I just feel like in this day and age of, you know, intense scrutiny about that kind of stuff, you probably pay a little bit more attention to what your trainers are giving you. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that just the players aren't allowed to be like, oh, yeah, no, I was taking steroids because I wanted to be better at baseball. You know what I mean? Like, I don't. Uh, so I don't buy his story. I also don't understand why, if you're playing for the Mariners, you take steroids at all. Like, it seems like a unnecessary health risk if you're not going to compete anyway. But that's besides the point. And then as to your second question, 
I think that it's like, I think that curses in baseball are definitely real, but I feel like they're kind of self-fulfilling. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like, you know, it happens. It's like the Mariners are always bad and something, even when they are able to get a good team together, they're not as good as the Astros or whatever. And then it just like, I feel like, people start to, you know, baseball players are very superstitious. And then it's like good players no longer want to go to Seattle to play ball. And, you know, I think that there's a number of factors that continued lack of success definitely, like, is a compounding thing. So, yeah, I think they're cursed. I agree with that. I think the Mariners, I'm curious what their plan is. They've gotten rid of, you know, they got what? They shipped off uh, Encarnacion, shipped off Mike Leake, shipped off, uh, was Paxton? Yeah, Paxton played for the Mariners. They keep giving all their guys to the Yankees, too. What's up with that? Right. Well, I think that, yeah, I don't know. They're, like, constantly rebuilding, I feel like, the Mariners. Right. They're, like, one of those teams where it's like, ah, next year's the year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I do. I mean, speaking as a White Sox fan in which we're kind of doing one never-ending rebuild, I feel like the Mariners are always, like, rebuilding and then tearing it down and then rebuilding and then tearing it down. Right. Every year. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. They're in a tough spot, too. Yeah, they are. Because that's, like, a tough division. Right. Even if you get – I mean, despite Houston, Oakland is good again, which – uh, let's talk about Oakland at some point because I never understand why they're that they're in the playoff race again. Right. Yeah. Billy Bean, man. Billy Bean. Yeah, I don't think he fucking works bean them. eater. Yeah. Yeah, he's the president of baseball operations. Still, I thought he moved on. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, Mariners fans, shout at a shout at us. Are the Mariners cursed? What do you think? All right, yeah. let's move on. Football. Football season's coming up. Oh, yeah, football season. All right, headline number two, Joel. Motherfuck the fucking police. Wicka, 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 wicka. Yeah. Uh, Georgia Southern quarterback Shy Wentz. I hope I'm pronouncing your name correctly, Shy. Uh, was arrested in Saluda County, South Carolina. I do not care if I'm pronouncing your name correctly, Saluda County, South Carolina. <laughs> uh, for misdemeanor cocaine possession... Uh, but the charges were dropped because it turns out the substance that the police found on the hood of Shy's car happened to be bird shit. Uh, dashboard and body cam videos were released, including audio, in which they were like, what's this on the hood of your car? And he's like, that's bird shit. And they're like, it's cocaine. And he's like, that's bird shit. <clears throat> anyway, turned out it was bird shit after all. Uh, charges were dropped, and Shai's uh, very short uh, act, uh, like suspension from the a- athletic department was ended. So the question is, how stupid do you have to be to, to confuse cocaine with bird shit? And then the other question is, even if it wasn't ridiculous enough, like, who would even think about keeping cocaine, like storing it on the hood of their car? Right. Well, first of all, I think there was a guy who was arrested just a few weeks ago for feeding meth to squirrels in the park. Yeah, that's so, well, that meth. 
That is, yes. a, meth, that is a meth thing to do. <laughs> um, and I was just, I was reading about this and imagining it as, you know, an episode of Cops, an old school right. episode of Cops, where they come up on the guy and they arrest him and they tackle him to the ground and, and they're like, hey, partner, I think there's cocaine on the hood. Well, and then they, they taste it, and right. one of them snorts it. <laughs> oh, it's it's making my teeth numb. It's definitely cocaine. Yeah. So, uh, well, they, I, they field tested it two times. They did. <laughs> and, and it tested positive for cocaine. And then they brought, like, scraped it off the hood of his car, brought it to the lab, and then the lab was like, what the lab said is like, we cannot prove that this is a controlled substance. But we don't know what it is, but it's not a controlled substance. Okay, so then and, I think we should be looking at what the birds in Saluda County, South Carolina, are digesting, maybe. Well, no, there was no cocaine in it. Okay. It was like, it was like clearly, a, you know, small town cop shakedown black guy sort of scenario. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, I don't know who the hell keeps cocaine on the hood of their car. People who forget about the cocaine that they were just doing, I suppose. And <laughs> and I've got one more. I got a, a college football is coming up, ladies and gentlemen. And I think you could run. He's from Georgia Southern. You run that triple threat attack on cocaine. Triple option. I think it'd go really well. You know, so right. like call Georgia Tech. What's that guy's name? Johnson? Right. What is his name? Pass, yeah. run, do cocaine. Pass, run, threat. do cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> if I go, if I go, run, if I go, pass. You don't know what I'm going to do. I don't right. know what I'm going to do. I'm going to run right at you. Right. Pass, run, or just talk really loud and really fast, really <laughs> close to somebody's face. That's the, that's the third option. <laughs> that's why football was so great in the 70s. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, moving on. A topic that we talk about actually quite a bit on this show, Serena Williams. Oh, friend Serena of the Williams, show. Friend of the show. Uh, Serena Williams' quest to claim her first WTA title since her return from maternity leave fell short again when she had to withdraw from the final at the Rogers Cup in Toronto with an upper back injury. Teenager Bianca Andreescu won by default and is the first Canadian to win the tournament in 50 years. With the win, she will jump from unseeded all the way up to 14th in the world in the WTA standings. Serena has made it to four finals since giving birth, but has not managed to win any of them. Question for Sam, do you think Serena is done? Uh, short answer, no. <clears throat> uh, long answer, I feel like the field in women's tennis is... Um, much more stacked now than it was before Serena went away uh, to have her baby. Um, yeah. Because because of these young players like Andrescu and Osaka, Osaka. Uh, and there's a couple other really young women who are playing really good tennis, and I feel like the level of competition in women's tennis is getting more difficult. Um that being said, I think that probably Serena Williams has another number of titles coming up. Um, this 
injury is pretty like we can only hope that it's not bad because like we're a month away from the u.s open uh-huh which is coming up quickly yeah and selena did defeat osaka i believe in the semifinals to reach the final of this tournament right uh so that was kind of a big deal i agree with you i think Serena's still going to be around for at least a couple of years although she might not be as dominant as she was in the past my next question is, how would you feel if you were Andreescu winning by default? Right? I mean... I think that's part of the game. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like she probably feels fine about it. I feel like everyone probably feels okay about it. Because right. in tennis, it's like, if you get injured, there's no... You don't get a sub. You know? It's not like... But it's you. <laughs> right. It's not like they stop the match and they're like, okay, once you're better, we come back and finish the match. It's like, you have to play, and if you can't play, that's over, and that happens sometimes. And it's, like, pretty unfortunate, but I think that it happens, you know, not often in the finals, but pretty often in... You know, I think that there's rarely a tournament that somebody doesn't withdraw due to injury. So, right. I think it's kind of unfortunate that that match didn't get played out. Andrescu's a really exciting young tennis player she's 19 she's canadian and also serbian maybe i think i can't remember she has some dual citizenship going on but she's really fucking good okay. and she won the indian wells tournament out in california which is kind of like at the beginning of the season uh-huh um and and kind of came out of nowhere to win that tournament and and like like cruised she didn't even yeah she was like almost undefeated yeah this like, is the most i'd heard of her so yeah she's kind of uh popping up onto the popping up onto the the scene here and well she she got hurt also she like missed the past four months or something so she like won indian wells got hurt in the next tournament and i don't think has played until now so what do you think is the most common of tennis injuries is it elbows tennis elbow yeah probably yeah, since it's named I, after it. Yeah, I would think elbows or knees. Oh, yeah. You know? Right, with all that lateral movement that you have to constantly be doing. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's good. All right, uh, next one's you. Oh, yeah, next one. All right, moving on. Going back to baseball. We're just closing it out with baseball. Yeah. Um, baseball... And correct me if I'm wrong here. Actually, I didn't fact check this, but baseball is coming to Iowa. Uh, and another misguided nostalgia grab by Major League Baseball, the 2020 season will feature a series played between the Yankees and Chicago White Sox at the Iowa Cornfield Baseball Diamond, featured in the 1989 box office hit Field of Dreams, starring professional professional baseball actor <laughs> Kevin Costner. <clears throat> Question, what the fuck is up with nostalgia and baseball? And question number two, has Kevin Costner ruined baseball? I have so much to say about this, and we may have to do an entire segment just on the topic of Kevin Costner and baseball, all right? Because I don't hate Kevin Costner, but yes, Kevin Costner has ruined baseball forever. Maybe not his fault. Second of all, I have so many opinions on the movie Field of Dreams. But let's stick for now to the actual game. 2020 game, Yankees versus White Sox. 
Everybody knows I'm a White Sox fan. Why this is the matchup, I don't have a good answer for. Secondly, did you see the poster, the advertisement for this game? Yeah, you texted it to me. Yeah, okay. So I'm going to describe it to the fans. Uh, I should put it up on the Facebook page, eh? Uh, you've got two players from both teams standing in front of the corn. And the two Yankees are Judge and some other idiot. I think it's Gary Lumpy Sanchez, but I'm not positive. And then the two White Sox are Tim Anderson and Yohan Moncada. And both of the Yankees are in very clean, pristine, uh, gray Yankee jerseys. And both of the Chicago White Sox are in totally, like, covered in dirt jerseys. And Moncada's got his hat, helmet off. He's got his bandana wrapped around his head. So it looks like he's got some kind of head wound in this situation. And so me and my uh, White Sox friends on Twitter, we were talking about this. And we were asking, are the White Sox the ghosts in this game? Like, are they going to be forced to walk out of the cornfield covered in mud and shit just to play against the New York Yankees? Uh, all of the players in Field of Dreams were ghosts. Just. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But what if, you know, it was the Yankees versus a bunch of ghosts? Yeah, no, that would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> I think that they should, like, have photoshopped in some, like, children of the corn into this poster. (laughs) Just like peeking out. Like I'd like it if someone was like running back to catch a home run. And then all of a sudden, like a bunch of children's arms reached out of the corn and just dragged them into the field, you know, (laughs) never to be heard from again. Um, And I'm wondering about the matchup also. I mean, are they doing it because the movie is kind of about Shoeless Joe Jackson? That's yeah. what I'm assuming, right? Ray Liotta as Shoeless Joe Jackson. Right. Yeah. And then they just have the Yankees because the Yankees are the biggest draw in the AL. Like, are the White Sox going to be the home team against the Yankees? I guess. I don't know. And is, are they going to be doing this? Like, are the Cubs going to play there next year? I don't. I hope not. Right? Like, I've got right. a lot of questions about this. Like, what and, are they going to do? Are they going to, like, set up? Like, what's the bleacher situation? Exactly. This is the first ever major... I haven't done any research into this, but I know that this is the first ever major league baseball game at this stadium. So that implies that they've had minor league games there before. Right. But are they only going to be able to seat 5,000 people and everybody else has to sit on that stupid zigzag road out to nowhere? Maybe. They also... They play, I mean, they play games at the Little League World Series stadium. Oh, that's right. The Phillies actually so, go to that game. Hmm. So maybe that, they, maybe it's just going to be another one of those. It'll be a game. It's just a game or it's a series? One game. One game. So maybe it'll just be a game and they'll just sell a couple thousand tickets and try to get like a lot of, you know, TV ad buys or something. Yeah, that makes sense. Because the other thought I had was this is like the shittiest exhibition game MLB could do. Right? It's not like we're going to break into the baseball market in Iowa. Right? Right. And, you know, the game, the Mexico City or the London or Tokyo right. game. 
if that's the if that's the draw, then they really gotta fire yeah. their marketing guy. You know what I mean? They're like, oh yeah, we're really gonna get that Iowa demographic, and then they're like, oh nobody lives out there, yeah. and they're all already baseball fans. Anyway. They're all Cubs fans. They're all Cubs fans. Uh, yeah. So I've got questions. I don't know. I'll probably keep, uh, uh, you know, stay up to date on this topic just because I'm invested in the White Sox. Um, but you hit it. They're trying to sell fucking nostalgia, which right. is is misguided. I think baseball, baseball, and this we should do a whole episode about this also. Is that baseball pedals in nostalgia so much more than any other major league sport in the united states possibly the world i don't know right and they're like wondering why they're being left in the past yeah and it's like well you're not trying to market to the future you're just like we said let's literally play in a field full of ghosts right yeah yeah if there's a if there's a better example of it i don't know what it is yeah um also, I haven't seen the movie in a while, but it was a couple of years ago, and that movie really doesn't make sense. Hey, dude, makes sense. Why does he guy has a, Guy Jim? has a schizophrenic break, mows down his entire, like, crop that he makes money off of, builds a baseball field, and watches all of his imaginary friends play baseball. And then the voices in his head tell him to drive to Boston and abduct a sports writer, and he does... It's like uh, your classic natural-born killers, like, <laughs> cross-country psychotic rampage. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That makes sense to me. Yeah. It's a psychological thriller, Jill. That's the thing. <laughs> People think it's this feel-good, like, nostalgic baseball drama, but really it's about a one man and his, like, descent into madness. All those cars in the last shot are police cars coming to arrest him. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, okay, good. I feel a lot better about it yeah, That's the culmination of a cross-country manhunt for a deranged kidnapper slash killer. <laughs> right. And then the whole time travel thing makes sense now, too. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Good. Glad I could clear that yeah. up for you. <laughs> All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, good. This has been Dump on the Ump, the A Block, where we talk about this week's headlines and hot takes in the sports world. Um, if you like what you have been listening to, please give us a rating and a review on Apple iTunes. You can also subscribe to us on iTunes. You can listen to us on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash umpenhemp. Umpenhemp. A Twitter feed, a Facebook page, an Instagram, um, and a WordPress web page. Anything I'm missing, Sam? I think that's it. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for listening. Uh, have a good evening and a pleasant tomorrow. <laughs> Gambling in Havana. I took a loot. Send lawyers, funds, and money.